Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? <laughs> that makes you I laugh. don't know why it makes me laugh every time. Every time. Well, you don't hear the third part of the I triumvirate. Know. Look at that big word I just threw, that triumvirate. Wow, that is a big word. <laughs> See that degree on the wall right over there, that history degree? Ooh, yeah, there you go. Comes in play every now Comes and then. Comes in play every once in a while. <laughs> Old Danny boy's not here, so oh, today Danny. is a talk about him session. <laughs> <laughs> we are kidding. We miss you, producer DJ, yes, edit man, Dean, yes. Dan, Reed. Back to just... I almost called him Oprah. <laughs> Oh. oh boy yeah so so how are you good uh um mona was just regaling me with the story of teaching kindergarten today yes. <laughs> and um a story that she had to read to her students it was interesting seems a bit crazy to be it, reading yeah. to kindergartners but yeah, hey it did but you know you do what the subplan says so. yeah whatever <laughs> happens man go with it so other than that, you doing good? Yeah. Got my home slice here with me. Hey. Boom, she's right here. Boom. Up in the room with me. Just the two of us again, like just in the, the beginning. Just the two of us. <laughs> um, yeah, just like that. That's what we said. We thought it's just me, her, and a, a board. Yep. And um, your mic's on. Mic is on. We're not sharing a mic. When we first started, we were sharing a mic. Yes. Passing it back and forth. <laughs> you can hear. Apparently, if you go back, you can hear the thing swinging back and forth. <laughs> We've come a long way. We all oh, leaps and bounds. <laughs> we have two mics that made us come a long way. Then you got yours cut off. We, right. We it's kid okay. because we care. That's right. We care. So I anyway. Love. So <laughs> I do though. Yes. So we just finished up um, all of our f- Psalm faves. Yep. So, they, and they were good. Oh, my lanta. If you haven't listened to those episodes, I mean, let me just self-promote here for a minute. Go, girl. Because, I mean, I just feel like we dealt with um, psalms that are so practical for us. I mean, they're all, obviously, it's the word of God. It's all practical. But, you know, with our, with, you know, we just, I, I don't know, with needing hope and remembering God in our desperation and and crying out to him and I don't know I just felt like every psalm that we covered was so relevant for these times right now that we're in yeah I agree I agree so relevant pertinent yeah um really I mean Psalm 77 that's all I can say is wow which is the one we dealt with last week yeah quickly rising up the ranks right in in Hank Meadows personal collection of favorites right so but Every good thing must come to an end in that aspect. Okay. And so guess what? <laughs> Something new. Something new. Something and it's in God. God's word. <laughs> so yippee skippy. Well, it better be in God's word. That's what we're Well, we're not going anywhere else. Nope. So we are in the book of Romans. Woo-hoo. Oh, my lanta. <laughs> <laughs> so in conversations about this, we're, we're trying to figure out um, how we were going to handle this. Uh, th- there's no way we could obviously do verse by verse or, or whatever. I don't even think we can do, and I just don't want to in my eye, I don't think we can do chapter by chapter, 
Mm. Uh, I mean, there's 16 chapters, so that's 16 weeks, and you know, I don't want to go that long. So what? Here's the game plan. Oh, okay. Dan, be listening to. <laughs> so we're just gonna roll, um, however we feel led that week. Um, today, um, we're just gonna go one through six. I think what we'll do is next week we'll, we're gonna do verse 16, or is that 18? I can't see. I don't have my glasses on. Um, I should know this. Yeah, it's verse 16. I don't know, man. There's just so much in chapter one. It is. Uh, we're all right. Just in, in full disclosure, we're not getting into past um, um, verse eighteen. We're just not going to deal with that. Um, we don't. We could, and we have thoughts, but we're not going to on um, this program. Sort of not what we're about. Because there's a few other topics that we have. <laughs> they're not taboo, but um, help me out. Word well, this right. Um. We just we were focused on other things. Yeah, people's emotions can yeah. run hot. There you go. That's on things like one. that, so we're we're gonna just um, not deal with that now. Uh, in the future, maybe God knows. No, we don't. That's right. But um, man, there's just a lot. Um, in 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 chapter one, I think I have preached through the book of Romans. Well, I told you I preached verse chapters one, two, and three. Okay. Then I took a few years off and preached four, five, and six. Okay. Took a few years off and preached seven, eight, and nine. Mm. So it's getting close to coming back around. Well, because be I've been here three years and I haven't heard any yeah. Roman sermons. So 10, 11, 12 will be my <laughs> next series um, in it. Um, it's called, and I've entitled it The Christian Manual. You know, it's called right. The Constitution right. of the Christian. It's got all these little, right. little nicknames. And I think if I'm not right, I preached about eight, <laughs> eight sermons of chapter one. I believe it. Um, it's just so much. So I don't know. We'll, we'll still be in chapter one next week. But um, at some point, we're obviously going to deal with, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Yes. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are ashamed of it. Right. But today, um, we're going to deal with just verses one through seven. And okay. in all honesty, up front, we probably won't get past verse one. <laughs> we may get to verse two, but I'm not sure. But here's the game plan. But if we don't, we're still moving on. Okay. We're, we're going to verse eight next week. All right. Um, we're just going to get what we can get, and That's right. we're going to let it roll. Sounds good. Let's let it eat, sister. Okay. All right, go. All right. So, reading from Romans 1. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. I am chomping at the bit to dive in. <laughs> I'm not lying. Through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First period of the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Just had to throw that in. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we can be here, and I pray that you would guide our conversation today and that um, we would be sensitive to your spirit and what you would have um, for us to share as we speak into these mics. And Lord, we thank you for the um, opportunity, and um, we just pray that you'll guide our conversation and we, it would be pleasing to you. And we lift this up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. So, um, 
Seriously, like, where was the editor when Paul was writing this? Where was Luke? <laughs> Luke, what were you doing, man? Come on, dude. I oh, wonder how many Paul. Greek words it would have been. Um, I, I don't know. You know, or, or how it would have went in, yeah. in the Greek, you know? Because we just have literally a run-on sentence. Literally. And it just goes on and on, on and, and on and on and on and on. <laughs> That's the reason. Um, we, Lots we, of parenthetical thoughts. Yeah. And, you know, hey, here's a few things about this church. Uh, number one, Paul had never been here when he wrote this book. Right. So he's writing it to a church that he's never been to. Right. So, you know, most of Paul's letters were written to churches he founded. Been there, right. Mm -hmm. You know, he planted, he founded yeah, right. the church at Thessalonica, the church at Corinth, right. church in Galatia, the church at Ephesus, on and on and on. Right. And then a couple of times to his buddies, pastors, Timothy, right. yeah, mm -hmm. pastor friends. And so... um Man, crazy. Mm -hmm. So then he becomes aware of this church right as he puts in one of his, in the lion's den, as it were, uh -huh. in the very seat of the Caesarship, there's this church right. that's growing. And Paul begins to hear about them through, I'm sure his buddies, you know, Epaphras, Epaphroditus, you know, all those guys that are traveling through or going away, and I don't know who some others probably told him to. And so then he sits down and he pins this letter. Mm. And you're just like, wow. Right. There's so much theology in this yes. book. You yeah. just cannot. I, I literally, I know some people may laugh at this. I almost said a name. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> I was really, when I first started preaching, I was scared to preach to it. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I knew enough. I still right. don't think I know enough. Right. But at some point, you know, you get in, you're like, okay. I, I kept the, the pushing and the urging. And then it, because it is so stinking. Right. There's so much. Yep. Theological and yep. truths. Right. And you want to, you know, I take seriously, rightly dividing God's yes, word. Yes, yes, yes. And I didn't know if I could do it justice. Mm -hmm. I didn't right. know if I could handle it correctly. Mm -hmm. With all the deep theology, and you'll see it as we, we're not going to skip all the deep theological right. parts. As a matter of fact, we're probably going to hit that's really what we're after. And right. one of the right. reasons the we're dealing with some of the yes. more, I guess, sensitive right. issues of the day, right. as it were, because we really want to get, we're word nerds. That theology, yep. Um, so let's just dive in. Okay, let's. So there's three key words in, in the first part. Well, our, our verse one, Paul's first part. Right. <laughs> There's three, so he just starts off with as as usual. But if you've never just looked at Paul's introduction to each one of his letters, mm -hmm. though similar, very separate, yep. and very different. Right. I guess is what I'm really looking for. Right. In this, he gives us um, some pictures of who he is, and he, and he sort of tells them, "Hey, here's my um, truth about who I am." Mm -hmm. So as he's writing, Paul. This did he need to do that because they didn't know him? Yeah. So, so why would I read a letter from you? I don't know you. So yeah. here, this is uh, why I need to write. You need to read this letter from me. Because oh, because he saw a lot of times what people would do when in pastors in that time they would carry with them letters mm -hmm. of of their um, truth about who they were. And I'm trying to find where Paul wrote it. In and must be in Second Corinthians. I can't find it real. Uh, where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Well, oh, in in Second Corinthians chapter three, I was looking at the wrong chapter. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again, or we need, as some do, letters of recommendation mm -hmm, right. 
to you or from you, and I love this, you yourselves are our letter yes, of recommendation yes, right. written on our hearts to be known and read by all. Yep. That'll put Paul. So Paul is telling Church of Corinth in 2 Corinthians there, chapter three, you mm-hmm. spread my name right. throughout the kingdom. Right. So make sure you're living according to God's right. standards. I, I sort of get that undercurrent. You're to be my letter of recommendation for when right. I go that you've talked about because you've shared. I, Paul, you know, constantly he says, it's not me, mm-hmm. it's Christ. Mm-hmm. But you make it so I can go preach at all these new right. places. Right. And so right here he's just saying, he's a servant of Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. What right. an introduction. Right. Now you may be like, okay, move on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you think, even without Dan here? Don't even think. That Hank and Mona would skip over that? (laughs) There are key words there. There are. Paul, so he goes off, first off, he says, number one, if you really want to know who I am, and I I think it's important that Paul put it first. Mm -hmm. Above being called. Yes. And and above um, being set apart for the gospel, he wants you to know, I'm a servant to Jesus. Yes. So when we get that, we know what we, the word literally means slave. Right. I am a slave of Jesus Christ. If you, the literal Greek translation says, I am a slave of Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Period. What does that mean? Right. Well, it means that you belong to him, um, that all you have no rights, which he talks about in Galatians, because everything that he is belongs to Jesus Mm -hmm. and every. Part of who he is belongs to Jesus. And so, um, and everything that he does mm-hmm. is done for Jesus. Right. Right. And the word also means bondservant. I know yes. you you want to take us back to the, so I'm teeing you up, you want to take <laughs> us back to the Old Testament and what a bondservant was. Right. Well, in in Exodus 21, they in, um, in given instructions about slaves and... Um, In verse 2, he says, when you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years, and in the seventh, he shall go out free for nothing. And if he comes in single, he should go out single. If he comes in married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife or children shall her masters, and he shall go out alone. But in verse 5, so here's the contrast. If the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him to God, and he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an owl, and he shall be his slave forever. And so just the um, the declaration that I can go free, mm-hmm. but I'm choosing not to. Right. And so then that ownership then, um, when he has made that bond servant then, um, is an ownership, but it was a choice right. um, to not take freedom, but to stay. I love my master, and so I'm going to stay. And so for the believer, it's sort of living out Galatians 2.20. I've been right. crucified with Christ. It's right. no longer I who live, yes. but Christ who lives in me. Yep. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. Yes. What you're saying is, I have a right to go and do what I want to do. Right. You know, there it is. There's freedom. There's free will. Mm-hmm. I got a right to go live however I want to, be the biggest hellion I want to, do whatever. Mm-hmm. But I choose to follow Not Jesus. To. Right. And I choose to be a 
you're either a slave to sin. Here, here's the yes. truth. Paul says this: you're a slave yeah. to sin, or a slave to righteousness. Yes, yes. And I think sometimes we forget. We don't. We Those are two that. choices. Yeah, that's it. And so we sort of think, well, um, I've been forgiven of my sins, so I can just, you know, I try not to sin, but I just live my life. And we forget that that means we're supposed to be a slave to righteousness, right? And we don't. We don't put that in our thinking. We don't put that in our actions. We don't put that in our striving for our daily lives. We just sort of say, well, I'm just going to try not to sin so much. But really what you need to do is be a slave to righteousness. Right. That's just one step of it. Yes. Right. And so we sort of forget that. Yeah. Do you you think some even know it? (laughs) I think some don't know it. And how sad is that? I I mean, it's in in the book of Romans. Isn't it in Romans? I think it's in chapter four. I think so. Don't be that. So really, truthfully, in your life... And I, I know it's a taboo word of the day, mm-hmm. you know, this word of being a slave. And slavery, human to human, is terrible. Right. Um, but, man, you're either a slave to sin or you're a slave to rights. You're doing right. one of the two. You're living one. And for those out there, they would say, well, no, I'm not a slave to sin. I'm just not with, I'm not there with, I'm not down with the old Jesus thing. Then you're a slave to sin. Right. Because you're ruled by sin in your life. I was just going to say, because which one is your master? Yeah. Right. And the rule is sin if you're not. If your sins haven't been washed away, if your right. sins haven't been taken away, if God cannot look at you and see the the righteousness of Jesus Christ in your life, then you're a slave to sin. Right. Period. Hey, don't argue with me. Take it up with God. <laughs> he wrote it. Yep. So it's all about God and what He said. So, so the word there means, and I love this. Um, it means to um, one who the word literally translated says, one who is devoted to another to the disregard of their own interest, mm-hmm. and um. One who gives himself up to another's will. Wow. Right. Flat out, it's not, that, it's not, I no longer live, but Christ who lives in me. Right. For the believer to say, well, you know what? I, I've sort of come to Jesus, but I, I really want to do this, and I think I want to because it's my life. No, no, no. You gave your rights up at Calvary yes. when you came to Jesus. Right. You, in a sense, spiritually, theologically, were crucified with Christ. Yes. And so you have no rights of your own. Right. And if you think you do, one of two things. You're in flat out blatant sin. Right. Or you never got it. Right. Right. (laughs) You're not a slave of Jesus. Right. And so it really comes down to your thinking and about how you deal with that thought process. Mm -hmm. And so we miss that a lot. Because when you're talking, I was thinking, yes, you should try not to sin. Right. That cannot be the end of it. Right. Right, that's what right. That's what I was trying to say. Go do more. Right. Try to live right. Don't don't just. Well, I didn't sin today. Right. No, but what else did you do? Right. Nothing. Right. You're not a slave to righteousness. Do go do right things. Right. Go do things for the kingdom. We how many? Do we have a kingdom agenda? Mm. You know, for years Good upon question. years, that's right. been in my heart. This kingdom agenda. Right. That's why when 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 another pastor in you know I meet with guys on on Wednesdays and um they're like or hey brother I led somebody to Jesus do I get covetous over that no do I get jealous a godly jealousy that Paul because it spurs me on right. I get excited for the kingdom man yes. praise God there's another name yes. written in the Lamb's book of life right. but at the same point I'm like ah, I need to go be doing the same thing because it encourages me mm-hmm. Paul said there in Second Corinthians chapter five that the love of God compels yeah. me. 
You, you shouldn't have to work up this desire to do righteousness. Right. It should flow freely, should it not? Am I wrong? No, it should, yes. Well, and what I was thinking, too, is that when you say the kingdom and the a kingdom agenda, and I think that so many people don't even realize that we are part of God's kingdom right now. Yes. It's not something that we'll get to when we get to heaven. We are right now kingdom citizens, and right now we are part of that kingdom. And so, yes, we need to have that kingdom agenda because we need to be doing the work of the king and doing what he wants us to do as kingdom citizens. And don't that think should that- be what we are all about. Don't and don't think that's gonna be just stick in the mud, right. humdrum, ego right. or Christianity. No, 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 no. You're you're wrong because God says, see you can have heaven there if you have been washed by the blood of the Lamb, if you've given your life, if you've been born again, if your life is all bound up in Christ and Christ's life is all bound up in you. If you're a believer, if you you know however you want to say that, if you're <laughs> saved but he only also can get heaven here. Yeah. That's why John 10, 10 is in the Bible. Yeah. The thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, and listen to this, and you tell me how you could ever mistake this for something being humdrum or no fun. I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. abundantly. Right. God never once in Scripture said, man, I want you to live the boringest life right. ever. Right. I don't live a boring life. <laughs> I love me some Jesus. Yep. I love God. I love to have fun. I love to laugh. I, I laugh and tell people, one of my spiritual gifts is hanging out. Yeah. Don't let the, see the world, yeah. the enemy has defined what it means to be a Christian because all, we have not done right. it ourselves. We've allowed that and we haven't <coughs> given anything in rebuttal to that, right? Yeah. And so when, here we go. <laughs> for For example, it's like when I talk to people and they're like, well, I don't have any. And I literally had somebody tell me today, well, I would come, you know, Sunday nights or I know you guys got revival um, that will be started up I mean, Sunday nights, yada, yada. I don't have anything to wear. And I just looked at this dude who had on a pair of Levi's and a T-shirt. I'm like, what you got on is fine. <gasps> Y'all are okay with me wearing this to church? Just wear clothes, dude. Right. I, I don't, nobody expects you to roll up in here with a, um, three-piece suit on, man, and a King James Version Bible and a <laughs> Broadman Holman hymnal. Just come through the door, bro. Right. Sit down. Come yep. to the house of God to meet the God of the yes. house so you can have your life changed for right. all eternity. Yes. Be, I want to be that type of servant. A doulos mm-hmm. is what it says. That's what I want to be mm-hmm. like Paul. I want to be a servant of Jesus Christ. That's why people go, why do you want to go over there to these foreign countries? I feel like that's where God calls me to go. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being, a, I'm doing what the master says, I'm going to go. Right. If he's called, yep. And I firmly believe that he has called me to go and right. do. Right. And so... What servant looks at his master and says, get up. Do that, right? You talk to the hand, you better go find somebody else. <laughs> Let me just say something. You ever took a beating from Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. It don't good be. All right. Our time is literally running away. I, <laughs> and we're only on the one word, the third word of the sentence. We're serving. So of of Christ Jesus. And by the way, <laughs> how he says that. <laughs> Yeah, it makes a difference. It does. Well, and it's you know, and I, I, I don't know when, but at some point, I had this start startling realization, and that so many times I think when we're reading it, we just um, slide right over that, and we might just see whatever it says, and we just say Jesus in our head, but He is very specific, 
and and says what he says for a reason. So here in verse one, he says Christ Jesus, and later in verse seven, he says the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he says what he says and uses Jesus's names the way that he does for a reason. It's a purpose, yeah. And so we need to make sure that we don't just gloss over and say, oh, he's talking about Jesus. Well, he is talking about Jesus, yes. but what, if, what is he saying about Jesus? Right, right. Because it's so important to know that. And... um. I could go over there and I see the the Bible and I could tell you specifically. Um, it's like when when you when when he says when you say Jesus Christ. Hold on, he's gonna get it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna start with saying, and I know that you have other things too, but but I mean, first of all, Christ is Messiah, yes. means Messiah, and so and Jesus is the one who saves, and so just. Knowing that little bit alone Mm -hmm. just tells you what he's referring to. And then when he gets down to verse 7, he puts in that Lord first, stating that he needs to be Lord. Right. And so here, specifically the two, when you say Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus, Mm -hmm. Paul most of the time says Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, and just in, in, in in an overarching way, it's how you met him first. Okay. So Paul met him as Christ first. right. This uh, and you'll see by the definition. Well, the disciples met him it's as Jesus, Jesus first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in the in the broad spectrum, right. it's it really goes to the heart of because uh-huh. Paul uses Christ Jesus more than A anybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. When you say Jesus Christ, you're saying Jesus who humbled himself, yes. but is now exalted and glorified. Yes. When you say Christ Jesus, you're saying the exalted one mm-hmm. who once humbled himself. Yes. And so you see, there there's yep, a there, yep. there are no words in this book that are arbitrary, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> and that's why, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. that's that's good stuff that's right there. Good stuff. <laughs> that's straight. That's something serious, I got to write down because yeah. I keep forgetting. It, I, I, why do you think I, I know? Right? <laughs> I need to write. It. So what Paul is saying is, a servant of Christ Jesus that I met him on the road to Damascus mm-hmm. as this exalted yes. one, but who before was the one who humbled mm-hmm. himself. Well, the disciples, if you think about it, they met this humble dude. Yes. I, I'm not, and I use the word dude. I'm not trying to be familiar <laughs> with that. But they met this humble guy. Right. That all of a sudden he resurrected. What? <laughs> Right. <laughs> and I can say that because they didn't they didn't get it. They didn't know. They How didn't many know. times did he tell them the so son of man goes to Jerusalem <laughs> and will be killed right. and then will rise again on the, the third, third day. day. And mm-hmm. so he gets killed and they're like, What are we gonna do now? Right. I told you five times. <laughs> now if we have it in scripture and we don't have everything, you know he told them fifty five right. times. Yes, that's true. And <laughs> <laughs> didn't get it, but then bam. It's just so powerful. So Paul says, I, I'm the servant of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then he says this, called. Yeah. Another hot button issue. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to really get into um, I, I am not <laughs> a Calvinist, um, but I'm not one that runs from it either. Right. The, obviously, it's in the Bible, this thing of election. Right. I, I believe called. it's in the right, yeah, right. Yep. It's in the foreknowledge of Jesus. He right. knew who would accept him yep. and that's the called. Right. And so the word here means um that you divinely selected by appointment mm-hmm. because he knew who was going to accept him. Yep. And it means to an office called to be an apostle. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna go real real thin <laughs> on ice. <laughs> Pastor Hank, do you believe in apostles today? No. 
you willing keep to going. say what no, you think? No, keep going. Because in Acts chapter one, we find the definition to be an right. apostle. Right. You had to see the resurrected. You had to be with him before and then see the resurrected Jesus. Yep. That's why I believe Paul may have been at the crucifixion. Mm. Because Paul did become an apostle. Right, right. And he met Jesus on the road right. to Damascus. So he's, he's called for this certain thing. So we, we all have, and by the way, that's why, you know, the Great Commission calls us to go and make disciples. And we all have that. If nothing else, you have that calling on your life. Yes, right. If nothing else, right. you have that calling. Mm-hmm. We've made that great calling um, a great sort of preachers and deacons mm-hmm. do it. No, no, no. Go. You go, I go. Right. We both go. Right. And you can see that the evidence of him being called with um, with how he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that that, that was an obvious um, Jesus saying, you know, I'm picking you. I'm choosing you. Um, I'm calling you out from where you were mm-hmm. to do this work that I have for you. And then he goes through Ananias. Uh-huh. And he says, listen, my servant over there, Ananias is He's going, like, uh, I don't think so. That's the one time in scripture we see somebody looking at God going, uh, uh, are nope. you sure about that? Because I know what he does. <laughs> Did, are you sure you know this guy? <laughs> I, I know the Bible says, and, and we are taught in the Torah and everything, that you yep. know everything, but right. yep. Saul? <laughs> I, I, it's not like Jesus or God. I don't want to tell you something that you don't know but this dude kills christians right, right. <laughs> that dude and i love it what do he say i have called him yes. to tell the gentiles yeah. about me and what does ananias tell saul that god has called you to yeah. something right. and then paul you know you see his ministry and i love this about paul even though that was he still loved his people we know that in romans mm-hmm. chapter 11 i think it is when he really says i would go to hell if all yes. you guys would go to heaven right, right. But in every city he went to, where did he go first? To the synagogue. Mm-hmm. Always. As was his custom yes, right. in Acts, it says. Mm-hmm. And then if they turned against him, which most did, right. then he would, he would go, go to the Gentiles. Right. We're literally out of time. <laughs> you said that we <laughs> I told you. <laughs> well, do we have 30 seconds to say set apart? Yeah. Okay, do it quick. Uh, so, so we have to. We yeah. can't leave that one So out. then he, no. <laughs> So then the then he is set apart for the gospel. So here, so he's a servant. Cause and notice the the jeez, oh we need like another hour. <laughs> so first of all, Paul says, "Listen, I am a flat servant of yours. Right. I've seen you high lifted up. I'm there's nothing this world has to offer that's not as good as you. Right. I'm with right. you. Right. Good. Just like okay, th- and <laughs> this is just hitting me. Okay. That totally debunks the whole election deal because Paul says when he's giving this. I accepted you first. Now you've called me to yeah, this certain yeah. thing. Right. And then going on now, and now I'm set apart for this. And listen, go, no, you had a great definition about the set apart thing. I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, well, no, we'll read yours first, and then I'll add to it. Mine just says it's uh, to mark off um, to a point for a purpose. For a purpose. Right. And so when I looked it up, and I actually got you know more like the antonym. The antonym of it is um, isolation. Mm-hmm. So it's the the opposite of isolation. So it's being um, set apart, but with a purpose yeah. for a reason, um, with a commitment and dedication to do what you have been asked to do. And um, and so, um, 
so don't think of it as set apart like I'm off in my own little world doing my own little thing. That's not what it's talking about at all. Yeah. And here we go. Word nerd alert. <laughs> Word nerd. I think we've had a lot of that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's in the perfect tense uh-huh. and the passive voice. Right. It means it's a completed action and he had nothing to do with this mm-hmm. being set apart. Yeah. It was all an and God did it and completed it, and now he had to live it out, but it was already a completed action. He had been set apart. You know, he didn't say, I want to grow you into this. Yes. No, it's there. You just do the growing on this end. The, the whole calling is there. Mm-hmm. And it, and then he had nothing to do with it. Right. You don't work it up yourself. Yep. God gives you the calling. Yes. That's why Paul says in Colossians, one of my favorite verses, you've only been with me for about three years at Marion, but how many times have you heard me say Colossians chapter one, of which I was given for you. Mm-hmm. I was made a steward of this ministry right, for by you. God for you. Yes, yeah. at, and it goes to the whole set apart. He didn't set me apart. Oh, that just plays right. <laughs> scripture interprets scripture. Imagine that. He doesn't set me apart to be over here by myself to do it by myself. No, mm-hmm. he gave me this so I could come tell you about it, right. Mona, that I could tell you. And if producer DJ Dan, yeah, Dan. the edit man, well, Dan. we miss you, buddy. Speaking right. to you, Dan. And talking to you, buddy. Just, <laughs> you know, the chair is empty. Let's just take a moment. Mike is empty. Whatever. We don't have a moment. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> for everybody. Yes. And that's what he's getting at. Yes. Wow. That's just in verse one, y'all. So what should that say for us? Um, so f- for us, what if we were to sit down and say, um, do we fit into these categories? Yeah. Or what categories exactly do we fit into? Um, and that you know, do you know what God has called you to do? Do you know what he has set you apart to do? Um, do you know what he wants you to do for the kingdom? Right. Um, or are you just living your own agenda, which isn't what he wants you to do? Yeah, just live in La Vida Loca. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we just went international. Yeah, well, that's right, La Vida Loca. <laughs> He had this big history word. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> Triumvirate. And I know a lot of words. But that Triumvirate. One, I didn't know that one. Yeah, there are three and emperors. now he's speaking a different language. There's three emperors. Whatever. That's what it talked about when this, after Caesar was killed. True. I know about that. There were the triumvirate. That word. Yep. There you go. And it's actually, I didn't make it up. It's a real word. <laughs> hey, I, I want to close. Here's my, are you ready for the big finish? Okay. And here's my one big thought. Then you give one, then I'll pray. Then we'll, you know, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll shut it down somehow. Could you put your name in place of Paul's right could you read and I'm talking to you out there Romans 1 1 could you truthfully honestly looking in the mirror with God on the other side of that mirror Mm -hmm. say Hank Mm -hmm. or put your name in there don't say my name that would be (laughs) awkward a servant of Christ Jesus called to be whatever you're called to be set apart for the gospel of God right called to be a disciple Right. You fit that in. Because I do believe the definition of apostle means you have to see the resurrected right. Lord and Jesus, right. Lord and Savior. Could you put your name there? Right. And if not, how can you get there? Right. I was going to say, figure out how you can get yeah. there. Right. To, to turn your life around. And we legit got to go. One big thought. Well, I, I mean, I think I sort of said it when I you said You sort of did, but I want to say it again. And then you kind of... Stole it. Stole it. And... <laughs> 
You know, I learned that from Dan. I know. And Drew and the Goose of Grace the other yeah, week when Dan straight stole Drew's <laughs> closing <laughs> they thought. They do that. They do that. But I think both of us, I think, agree that that's yes. what we need to do, that we need to take that verse one and say, you know, can I say that about myself? Right. And then ask, you know, do I know what I've been called to and do I know that We are going to have so much fun in this book. <laughs> as good as Psalms was. Yep. yep. We're going to have so much one fun. One verse at a time. <laughs> You and I both will I, be in our I 80s going, well, we're going to finish up <laughs> Romans chapter 16 now. <laughs> that means I'd be closer to 90. So. You're not that much older Ooh. than me. Anyway, man, that was good stuff. Good. <laughs> Verse one. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I did say it this you morning. Were right. We were texting. You did. You I did. said we probably won't get past first one. You did. And you I don't think right. you nor Dan thought I was being truthful. You know, I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Here's why. Because then I preached it. I preached first one as a standalone. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of what you got was stuff that I had in that first sermon. Yep. And it's just good. Yeah. I mean, I, I've preached that literally at revivals and been like, and my closing was, can you put your yeah. name where Paul right. is? Right. And if not, you need to be at this altar. Right. And I'll tell you out there today, if you can't put your name where Paul's is, you need to get on your face before God and Mm -hmm. figure out how to. Mm -hmm. All right, let's pray. Father, God, help us to lovingly, desiringly want to be more like you. (laughs) Mona's laughing. I I think that's not a word. (laughs) But God, we need to be that. We need to agree with Paul there and put our name there and live life that way. God, help us to do that. We fall short, and I'm talking about Hank right now. But my goal and my desire in my life should be to live out Psalm, I mean, Romans 1. God, help me, and help all of us, God. And um, we love you, and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, um, that may be the craziest prayer I've ever prayed. (laughs) (laughs) Calling it Psalm, whatever. Hey, I'm Hank Meadows, Pastor of Marion Baptist Church. And my Lanta, I've missed Dan, but goodness, this has been good. It's been good. And so I got my home slice with me, Miss Mona. And um, thank you. And um, hey, guys, until next time. Yep. Hasta la vista. (laughs)